Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi. You know that movie you always wanted to see, but you didn't for whatever reason? Well, I call those black hole films. Everyone has them, and this podcast aims to do something about that. I'm Jeremy Lalonde, and every episode I'll be joined by one or more guests to watch a film that at least someone in that group hasn't seen. We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 5, and I'm joined by Paul Sun Young Lee, who just won a Canadian Screen Award for his role on Kim's Convenience. Uh, he's also been in a movie called End of Days, Inc., and was in my first feature film, The Untitled Work of Paul Chappard. Bonus points if you can tell us who he played. Um, we're also joined by Peter Harvey, who's a producer and production manager on many things such as Letterkenny, Cass and Dylan, uh, and Picture Day. And also Patrick Haggerty, who's a first AD, but also a filmmaker in his own right, with shorts such as The Day Santa Didn't Come and the DGC award-winning The Golden Ticket. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch Seven Samurai, and we'll go around the room so everyone can say their name so we can associate a name to a voice. I'm Paul Sun Young Lee. Peter Harvey. Patrick Haggerty. And so going around, who has seen the movie? I've seen it. You've seen it? Yes. I have not. I have not seen it. I have not either. Oh my god. So you're the only oh one. Oh my god. So that's okay. That's good. I like that. Yeah. This is probably the, m- the point of the podcast. Yes. It? it is the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. But it's a nice mixture. Sometimes, like, only one person hasn't seen it, and sometimes... I don't think that we've had one where no one's seen the movie yet. Wow. Um, so, so this is pretty normal. You know, it's good. great. It's actually hilarious, because you guys were talking about, oh, it's a long movie, and I might fall asleep. You're not going to fall asleep for this. Like, even if you, you're going to read them... Half the, you've got to read the movie because sure. it's in subtitles, unless you're fluent in Japanese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this is, it's one of these things, these movies, where you're just going to get sucked into it, and this three hours is going to fly by. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That was, my re- that, um, mm. that was my recollection of it, and there's so much stuff in this movie that everybody has pulled from in all these great movies that we've grown up watching. <clears throat> you'll recognize that's just it, yeah. all of it right away. Yeah. So you'll see... That uh, I remember watching this with somebody before, and they're like, oh, it's kind of derivative. I'm just like, fuck, no. are you stupid? <laughs> this is where it started. Yes, this is the source material, you asshole. <laughs> so, that's, that's the thing. So it's, so it's great. I have ruined it for myself to some extent that I've seen the new one. The new? The one the with, recent. Yeah, the recent yeah. one. You don't know that a new one exists? Well, uh, I'm sorry. Anton Fuqua, how do you Fu- say it? Fuqua. 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 Yeah. Did, wait, didn't he do the Magnificent Seven? Yeah, he did the remake. Like the, it was the, a recent one. Chris the one yeah, that just, it opened up. Yeah, opened the Western, up last right? year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is no, no. This is, I know it's different, but yeah. it's uh, but I so I know like oh, I the bastardized version of the story. Oh, I see. The modern, modern one. But I have like we were talking before. Paul has the tomorrow night we're going to watch this um, Magnificent Seven, the original John Stokes, Steve McQueen, yeah. yeah. And I have that, but I've never watched it because it came in, like, a Steve McQueen, like, oh, big box set that I right bought. On. And for some reason, I don't know why, I never got around to watching it. Oh. <clears throat> this is such a treat for me. It feels like, like Christmas time for me. This is great. Yeah. Excellent. This is great. So, um, is there a particular reason, Peter, that you haven't gotten around to seeing it? Uh, no. No. Basically, I just have never had the opportunity into was it that. three and a half hour no it's viewing time the i've never just i've never like sought it out to be like i need to watch this like right now but i've always wanted to watch it so uh yeah i'm excited to 
Yeah. Dive into it. I, I almost did when I realized that the Toronto Public Library's uh, website has the like, Criterion Collection as part oh. of it, and you can stream them. But then I started to, and the quality was so iffy that I was like, oh, that's just not how I'm watching this movie for the yeah. first time. Yeah. And Patrick? Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a cinephile, but I've always, for some reason, been more of a neophile, like just into more modern cinema. And so mm. for some reason kind of resisted seeing some of the old classics. Not that I don't want to, but I, did, I just haven't gravitated towards them naturally. So I do, I do love the opportunity to, to, to see them. And I love the idea of this, the whole, the, the black hole podcast. I think you've touched yeah. on a thing that a lot of us have that desire to see them, but like the, you've given us the motivation to see them because these are classics. They're so influential. Uh, they're referred to, and they've inspired so many other, mm-hmm. other movies and other stories. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's great to see that, that yeah. original idea like you said, people will see it now and maybe think it's derivative, but right. it's not because that's that's, that's where, the origin. Where it all came yeah. from. It's and for me, it's really exciting that people don't do anymore is just sit down and watch a movie together. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't happen as yeah. much anymore, right? Uh, people are like they're on their laptops, they're on this or that. So, they're on their phone. So you no know, phones have to go off. Phones are on. <laughs> yeah. No phones. Can't have your phone. You have it with you. <laughs> I, put, I put mine over there. Good boy. I'm like, okay. I'm, do not I'm, I'm playing Simpsons Tapped Out right now. Well, that's fine. No, no, that's the one exception. <laughs> <They're> all, <laughs> it's a time-based sort of game. You know? <laughs> the jobs, the jobs. I had that addiction a while ago. I just recently got over it. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So let's dive into it. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Okay, so we made it through the three-hour and twenty-seven-minute cut. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to watch the longest one possible. Well, Paul, you were saying there's multiple versions. Of yeah, it. yeah, there are different lengths of it. Uh, there's like I think a hundred and fifty-minute cut. There's a hundred and seventy-five-minute cut floating around out there, and you can see. I mean, some of the some of the stuff that we saw was great, but it really sort of took away from the story, like in terms of just sort of advancing the storyline, like. Um, the young, the young samurai's uh, relationship with Shin, Shino, um, mm-hmm. just sort of like that whole slut shaming in the square type thing, took a lot of time and really mm-hmm. didn't sort of advance that story. Like there are certain storylines that were, you, you see the flavors. Uh, I mean, in the last time I saw it, I don't remember seeing a lot of those <laughs> slut shaming scenes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it so was we saw the slut shaming cut. We did. We did. I, I really like that part of the story, though. It made it really human. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something really interesting about that, and so I would have... I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that was part of the story. Peter's <laughs> staring at <laughs> like, I don't know if it was necessary, but uh, I enjoyed watching the longest cut possible, just yeah. to see... So you know what's there. ...everything they shot. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind, like, for three and a half hours. There was moments where I found myself, you know, needing to perk myself back up. Yeah, but for the most part, it wasn't like I was falling asleep during it, which is not uncommon these days, especially when <laughs> this time of night. Uh, I I was surprised by how funny it was. That I was not expecting. It's, you know, it, it's funny though because what you guys are laughing at wasn't funny to me. Like as an Asian, sort of seeing right some of that stuff. I mean, Toshiro Mufune's stuff is yeah, that's out loud. But there there are a couple of laughs that you guys had that for me was like. Oh, I like guess what? Caucasian audience, like some of the, the peasants, the reaction shots. Yeah, I think uh, really you guys were sort of and uh, with the wailing and the screaming, which is very normal Asian sort of behavior. And it's interesting because Western audiences sort of seeing it as being melodramatic 
or this or that. Like, there's a movie called The Host. Um, oh, yeah, it's a South Korean movie. And that, yeah, that yeah. whole scene where they're like, it's like they've got the memorial set up for all the victims of the first attack. And they're like, ah! And it's just like kicking and pawing. Yeah. And I remember reading a reviewer, uh, it was a Caucasian reviewer, saying, oh, it's, it's all this melodrama. It's like, well, no. That's actually how people, well, Koreans, mourn. It's this mm-hmm. whole... Like, they, they don't care. It's all out there. They're screaming there and pulling their hair and, like, kicking and sobbing uncontrollably. Like, that's kind of the form. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting watching Seven Samurai, too, like, when they're, when they're like, openly sobbing mm-hmm. because they have no other recourse. Yeah. You know, like, they, they said, no, what do we do? And they just start crying. Um, it, it's, it's a bit more, um, I don't know, for me, that makes more sense or just feels more, right? But I, but I, I guess so. it was interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm not, it's, it's not a judgment. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an interesting observation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the it, stuff it, that you guys it, found. It does stand out and it's, it's yeah. different from sort of, uh, uh, you know, Western cinema tradition. Yeah. Because, you know, and does, it does come across the, yeah, for sure, us is a little more melodramatic. Yeah. But, but, I, mean, but I get it. I've seen it like in a, you know, Asian cinema before. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But for me, even it was more like, just like, because this takes place in like the 1500s, right? Something yeah, like just yeah. I mean, we're around when muskets are starting to get entered in, and, and like the yeah. feudal system is breaking down. But even like the language, like the, 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 some of like the, the the cursory terms they were calling each other and stuff like that. I'm like, was that accurate to the period? Well, you know, but we don't know because right. we don't speak Japanese, and it really is up to whoever's translating. But fair enough, stuff yeah. Down. Yeah, then they, yeah. So it could be some stuffy person with the you know with criteria to go. We'll, we'll, we'll put this down. Oh, he's, isn't this le mot juste? You know, yeah, <laughs> sort yeah, yeah, yeah. of put it out there. And you yeah, there's, go, there's that's so the much in the, in the translation too. In the but that's what I like. like. I like that it was a little crass here and there. Like it felt like sure. authentic to at least to like peasants and, and other, the different like social classes and this and that that are in the movie. Yeah, I really I enjoyed that. I thought it was much more fresh than than I was expecting from you know a movie made what is it seventy years ago, seventy four years that's ago, a long time ago. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and the and the music I found was far more Western than it was Eastern, in terms of the score. Because he's like heavily influenced by like John Ford and films yeah. like that. Yeah, um, and you could kind of see overtones of that yeah. in the film. And it's interesting too because it is there's there is if you listen to Magnificent Seven, which is a nice move, their soundtrack. There are, you could see. Well, I can hear stuff in there yeah. that I think was even used in the new one. Really? Okay. You could hear like little hints. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the, the little horns. The da, 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 da. Yeah. And that's for sure, it sounds like Western, like that is a very Western genre style scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting, I never really thought about that before. It's just that whole, for me, it was the horns. It sounded like, to me, at certain points, um, like when when Caucasian film uh, composers try to compose music for Asian, for an Asian theme thing, and then you hear you get a lot of gongs, you get a lot of those funny like, <laughs> and it's like yeah, doesn't this sound Asian? It's like almost <laughs> a little bit too much, yeah. right? But it, it like I think now talking about it, it's kind of the reverse. It's like a bunch of Asians trying to sound a little bit more Western, mm-hmm. yeah, and that influence coming into it uh, is actually where it lands better in my mind. It's like I, I was. It was there and it was jarring enough at certain points where it was just sort of like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. But I really couldn't put my finger on it till just now. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. I really enjoyed the uh, cinematography and how long uh, they held the shots. Like, certain shots would just be like... 
Well, especially that one time when they introduced that one, the cool, the, the coolest shit samurai, and they're just watching him battle that other dude, and just holding on like our main guy, who all I could think of was like Asian Morgan Freeman, like that's what he looked like to me. And it's oh just my like, god! All right, okay. <laughs> that's it. Um, but, but it just held on him for like a long time as he's looking back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, cut to the other side. Yeah. Um, it, it, they just like took their time and like you know with the shots and with the editing and just like. Well, sorry, it, it didn't bother me. Like there's a very specific pace and tone to it. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, but even though when you look at it, it's like it's four three, right? So it's not even like a cinematic scope in terms of the film. That surprised me. I. I Oops. Well, the movies. Ba- I think that it's pretty rare to find many movies of that era that are yeah. not four three. Yeah, I think it's just, it, that was normal for the era. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely a film from another era. Like it, it, uh, it took its time. It didn't feel like you know nobody was rushing. They took their time. They built a world. They they spent a lot of time like getting the samurais together. Like huge amount of build up. Um, and their camaraderie was so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you, and I think you like. I go into this thinking that, you know, it's gonna be a samurai movie, and I, for some reason I don't know why. I just picture like characters that are gonna be a little stuffy, or a little bit more straight laced. Right. And so to see them just all as a bunch of kind of jackasses was really, really refreshing, and something I wasn't expecting from the movie as well. You know, I know that I knew that they're always gonna be like. You know, not the usual suspects. They're going to be the the, the, the bargain basement samurais that they get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just really enjoy like the way the, the main guy, our Asian Morgan Freeman. What was the character's name? She, to the internet. To the internet. <laughs> um, and he appeared in Godzilla, by the way, too. Just as a funny. The uh, shooting in the same year. Yeah. Uh, so he must have been under contract. That taco. Possibly, it's a big story. Sure. Uh, yeah, but I just like he had a smile on his face the whole time. He was not like a big stuffy leader. Yeah, um, he's laughing all the time. Yeah, he's great. He's like, he's great. I liked, yeah, I liked the different, the different characters that they brought in. Uh, the crazy guy was. Yeah, there, there might have been one or two samurais that I kind of mixed up. They weren't like maybe that different, but there were there were some definitely some very distinct ones, which, which was interesting. Like that the. The funny guy, the comic relief, though the mad dog guy, like he was just uh, well. There's such a Mifune character, yeah, such a crazy juxtaposition against yeah. like, the the leader. Well, there's two of those guys that were like both those kind of rattan guys, and one was clean shaven, one had facial hair. Yeah, and that was the difference yeah. between them. Yeah, <laughs> and the guy with facial hair died. But he was the guy that you said didn't get along. <laughs> That's with right. Uh, apparently, uh, Kurosawa yelled at him and like just did not like him and was so. Uh, antagonistic towards the guy for the entire shoot like mm-hmm. the the actor stopped acting for like he he was very very reluctant to sort of go back and do other things too oh. from what i read <laughs> wow um, yeah it was just i i don't know what the nature of that conflict was but uh yeah apparently kurosawa they're both after the same extra yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so paul you're telling us some stories too about how about just like the making of it and the decision to build a studio. Yeah. Not a studio, yeah. but to build a town. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the town you, you saw it, like was actually built you know, on the on the mountainside. And originally, I think Toho wanted them to, to shoot in a studio because it could control the environment, obviously. And uh, Kurosawa was like, no, we, we need to build this entire village. Uh, and it'll, it'll cost more money, obviously. And uh, it'll, it'll limit us in terms of shooting. But we're able to shoot. But it'll look authentic. And that was a big thing. Is well, you never get those overhead shots. No, except for right. in the valley, yeah. that one, the establishing shot. But like when you look at 
some of the stuff that they were doing though, like with the horses getting, mm-hmm. letting the horses in to the to the village proper and running around. Like I don't see how you could do that in a studio with the rain machine going and no. all the stuff with, with with the mud and even you know like the chariot scenes in Ben Hur weren't done in a studio, right? Like yeah. they, they were done. And so, like, I think with his thinking was, like, because it's building up to this big sort of climatic battle that takes place over the course of, like, three days. Yeah. Right? They, they needed to have something more authentic. And that was his big argument was, it'll be more real, it'll be more authentic. And yeah. that battle in the rain. Wow. I mean, you got horses running around. Crazy. Like, dozens of actors with... No, not real spears, no. but pointy sticks that are like sure. still dangerous and some like what a yeah. can't even imagine that and that the people must knee deep in mud, knee deep in mud, and like horses yeah. just being like yo, don't get run over by the horse. Yeah, like, yeah. do your best because <laughs> yeah. you can control like you can choreograph everyone else so much, but not the horse. horse is just a wild. Yeah. Like, there's that one sequence where the horse is actually going crazy with the guy on his back. It's like that's probably just happened. I bet that wasn't scripted. Keep rolling, keep rolling. Yeah, yeah keep rolling. Moments. Yeah, it's amazing. Just let it go. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's so funny because there's yeah. such a different standard of uh, in Asia in terms of safety and precaution, even to this day, right? <laughs> but I mean, uh, for example, like that that fortress when they go to to attack the fortress and they set it on fire. Yeah. And uh, you know, and you you saw how it went up. Well, apparently the story is they had to wait for the fire trucks. Basically, because they're on location, they need fire trucks there to put out the fire, right. right? So it doesn't rage out of control. But they were all busy fighting actual fires, apparently. So while they were waiting, they just kept dousing the thing in gasoline, like for and it's soaking yeah. in. So as soon as they they started <laughs> it up, it fucking just <laughs> went. Uh, one of the actors was burned, like got like not from actual touch, but was it was that's how hot it got, right? That his distance. I guess it was the actor who who played the the the, the farmer who's going after his wife yeah, that he right. got knocked back, but he he received some burns and wow. then they said the scorch marks because they were at, at at an actual cliff face reached the top of this cliff. You could wow. see the scorch marks from the fire, and you saw yeah <laughs> the flames went, and it was just one of these things where it's not like you can start a controlled burn. Do a couple of takes, okay. Put it out, reset, yeah. do it again. It's all like it's burning. Yeah. How Let's many go. cameras do we have? Yeah. And that's the other thing too. Uh, Kurosawa used multi cams for the first time in his career on this, uh, ostensibly for the, for a lot of the action sequences. We didn't have to, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he never did before. Yeah. You know. And then this was the first time he'd used them, and he enjoyed he enjoyed the experience so much, or he just found it so useful. Yeah. That's something he used for the rest of his career. Um, which is really neat, but I can't. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think you'd be able to get away with some of those shots without, you know, like yeah, you wouldn't be able to recreate some of those. No, the continuity of all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, that's just it too, and it didn't feel like it felt like for the time. There was a couple little moments where you get those jump cuts, but I think that's just more just the nature of whatever print they had that was still salvage. But you didn't feel like bad continuity errors or anything like yeah. that. Like it's a pretty amazing action film when you look at the scope of it and how many people are there and the time that they made it in. Yeah. Um, like those set pieces were great, and I really like. Like I don't mind that they took their time because it just felt like every single moment mattered, and every you know it yeah. didn't feel like you know the way we watch action films now, where it's just, it's just like cut, 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 cut. And you can't even, like, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I felt like every, you know, I can't imagine what, like, 
you know, their shot lists or their storyboards or the script just looked like, I'd be curious to look back and look mm-hmm. just to see the, the, the planning stage of those sequences yeah. and how they went down. And I liked that they were all different and they all had different angles to them, you know? I love that the, the crazy guy went off and tricked the guy into stealing the musket and that's a great, hilarious that a great sequence, yeah. sequence. But then that's the thing that fucked them up and, and yeah. ended up yeah. having two of the guys being killed. Those two died then, right? Uh, well, just one, just the one, and then the the, the the other farmer, the old guy that he used as a punching bag. For right, Yohei. The guy with the face. The Yohei was face. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Uh, the the leader was named Kambe, Kambe Shimada, the uh, Asian Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. and the actor's name was Taka, Takashi Shimura. Yeah, he was great. Uh, yeah, he was awesome. Um, I love. You know, the, the film, I love the world that they built and they took the time to build it and the fact that they built a real village and, and some of the cinematography and framing was so great. And then there was a lot of impressive things about the action and to do it like in that time period in the 50s as well. But like one thing I had a hard time was was with the with the action, a lot of the action. It's like the, the, the swords, like I don't know if that was sort of a censorship thing at the time, but there, was, there wasn't a drop of blood anywhere in the whole film. Mm-hmm. And even like when swords were... Like it, I don't know. It looked like people were missing a lot, you know, and just kind of like doing a little poke, and so it. A lot, I don't know. A lot of that it, that took away a lot of the, I don't know, the weight of the of the battles and the fights for me is like made more cartoony. Well, it's a little cartoony, a little stagey, and like, and maybe even just some better sound effects might have sold it. Like a hit, right. like a, did give some impact, but I, I yeah, to me that well, um, yeah, most of the death like blows were like little tiny. Like, they go in like an inch. It's like you see him going yeah. an inch, but and I mean, it's like if you look at any of the other sword and sandal movies of the time, you look at the, like Ben Hur, Ten Commandments, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. A lot of that, the action was kind of like that. You didn't see a lot of blood. Yeah. First of all, I've never heard the shot. phrase "sword and sandal" picture before. No, no. Oh, really? I mean, like the Barton Fink joke. It's like you know, a wrestling picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's own genre. No, I've, I've yeah. heard it before. Like, yeah, that's the genre: sword, sword and sandals. I like it, right? Like, yeah. Ever, but ever that, yeah. you know, you look at that, and there isn't even in those big fight scenes, like, there, the people getting stabbed. I mean, there, there was no real reliable way to make it look like... Because the, the yeah. samurai swords were steps of metal, right? Yeah. Like, the ones yeah. that they used. I they mean, weren't sharp. Maybe were not, still... yeah. But you could still see they had, like, that one when Toshiro Mufune's blade broke. I mean, I saw it in the take, and it was like, it's not wood. That's a piece of metal that flew off of right. it, and he had the hilt, and he just sort of throws it away. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so that. good. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, again, it's it's one of the... And it's it's hard to show blood, I guess, when it's black and white, too. Yeah, um, blood is a show. Well, I think it's a lack of close-ups, too, or something. We're not yeah. saying, like, those really... It's, it's not like I want to see gore or anything like that or anything gratuitous, but it's just... It, it the just, realism of it. Yeah, yeah, it just it felt like... A oh, that, that never bothered me. No? No, I thought it was so... Well, it felt like it was a tonal choice. Um, and also just the way the, all the action was, was wide. And, and it kind of felt like it was a product of the time. Like, sure. maybe the, yeah. in Japan at the time where they allowed the show... Like how much would they? Oh yeah, exactly. Get out of the show? Censorship rules, right? And, like, and, is it proper to be to show somebody yeah. run through and the, that a close up of blood? But, but it wasn't quite like I don't think they had like the Hayes production code that we had over here. I don't think it was the same as that. But I mean, if if he was a fan of Ford westerns, for example, right? Right. Like in the old westerns in the forties, did like when somebody got shot? My recollection of like it was like bang, and the guy would like, he'd fall, and there'd be no blood, no yeah. hole, nothing, <laughs> and he'd fall off the building into this thing, and he'd lie there, and he'd looked like yeah. they didn't look like he got actually got shot in a lot of these movies right um, and I think with sword play it's kind of the same way it's like if you tap him 
I think the idea of the convention is, oh my god, it's it's stabbed him. He's dead. Right. But that said, like as as much as I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, Patrick, I I don't think there's anything that was being made in America at this time that holds a candle to the action sequences in this film. Right. You know what I mean? In terms of just like the amount of people, the amount of stuff that's going on. Again, maybe we should watch some Ford's westerns. Hmm. Ford westerns, you yeah, know? like Stagecoach or whatever. Like you know that that one scene where the bandit gets knocked off his horse and he gets his leg caught in a stirrup. And he gets dragged. I mean, that's definitely from a John Ford Western. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and you, I, I, there must be some, some sort of There should be. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about like, right? not, not, you know, going through the lists and yeah. making sure, but it's just, I was really impressed. I mean, I knew that was one of the things that was Carousel was really, really good at is yeah, action big. and big scope pieces. But it was just like, it just felt like a movie that wasn't like under the thumb of some of the stuff that was coming out of the American system at that time. Mm-hmm. As the, like, just even that relationship between Shiro, is it? Yeah. Shiro and the son, that wouldn't be in an American movie at that time because that, that was adultery. That was like pre... Premarital sex. Premarital sex. Right. And that mm-hmm. was not something that would have been an American film at that time. Yeah. Well, they did, you know, and another thing that occurred to me too, like when they're watching it, it's just, like, you know, I kept thinking about, okay, what were the... I don't know, censorship standards or sense of propriety at the time, because all the scenes with uh, the young samurai and the girls, like, they would kind of just kind of half-hold each other and kind of wet. Like, they would, you didn't even see yeah. a kiss. Oh, but still, you know, it just occurred to me, yeah. like, oh, okay, are you allowed? But to I think it, it like, speaks to the awkwardness of, of youth at the time where he literally did not have any contact with somebody of the opposite Oh, he didn't really know what to do. For yeah, sure. and they were both, like, they've got these yeah. urges, these hormones, and she's yeah. like... Like that one moment where she's yeah, yeah, we're gonna die, and she's like, sort of, she just sort of crumples and lies there, and she's like, you know, don't be a coward, I'm yeah, like be a samurai, take me, and yeah. he's like, I have no fucking clue what I'm yeah, supposed I'm to do. I'm not really a samurai. Yeah, yeah. but the, and what killed me too is like you have that slut shaming scene in the rain where everyone's just like so quiet, no one wants to say peep, and the next morning he's like, so you're a man now. I don't laugh. It's like, yeah. what about you? Yeah. They all just stood there and let this point. Well, did we see her again after that? Yes. In the field at the end. Like, yeah, we did. You're right. Yeah. She walks by her and yeah, yeah, him yeah. and yeah. she's singing in the But fields. they just let her cry in that puddle. Yeah, they all just left her. The morning, everyone's like, it's locker room talk. <laughs> well, there's the, yeah, there's, you know. Yeah. They need to get the like, morale. Bunch of dicks. There's a double standard of the existing still at the time where they joke with the guy and then the, the woman's left it. What about you? Oh, problem. she's damn as good as now, but yeah, you yeah, sure are yeah. a man. Yeah, you're a man. Yeah. But everybody in that village was a dick. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think about it? Well, there's that great jerks, man. When they first show up and they look down the hill and one guy's like, I'm not dying for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's true. They, you know, they we're going to die. Okay, let's bring out the good stuff that they've been withholding, right? Like, yeah. And it, they're all, it's, it's like the very end of the, the, he says, you know, we lost this battle. Because who won, really? We bled, we fought, we did all this stuff. But our reward is watching them be happy. And they've got their village back and they're planting the rice and they're all happy. And for the samurai, they've got no more job, no more work. And they're not being hailed as really, as, you know, feted as, as being saviors because the, the village has already moved on. Yeah. Right. And the way they treated the samurai, the entire like that is the the epitome. That village for me is the epitome of uh, almost hu- humankind in the fact that they they sort oh, of yeah. like they, they they worry so much about just themselves. Their their little bit of the patch, and if they need help, they're they're 
they're, they're the first ones to like, let's call for help, let's bring people in. And once the danger is over, we got our shit now. That's great. Yeah. But they withhold stuff. <laughs> they don't trust the people who are coming to help them. Well, that, and the you head know? guy brings that up like several times. Like, yeah. Either we work together or we, we die together. Yeah. Um, I, I was confused, I think, at some points about um, uh, the reputation of the samurai or the people's perception of samurai. It seemed to be a little... Uh, um, unclear, like, um, or it was twofold, or well, they're kind of like a mixture between like cowboys and pirates, yeah, <laughs> to some extent. Like, right? they seem to be respected yeah. to a degree, well, but they also also feared and mistrusted. Like, if they're mistrust. beholden to a lord, because all the samurai yeah. in this film were ronin, ronin okay. masterless samurai, right? Yeah. So, that, like, if you don't have a master in your samurai, you kind of down a couple of notches. People kind of mm. spit at you. Um, but I think my understanding is in the feudal time uh, when they did have masters and they were leading their armies charging they were like knights yeah but they would some of them would do horrible things in the name of their master right because right. they're flying under the flag yeah. this is all cool let's take all this stuff let's rape all these people um, and let's burn this village down well the one so, guy the one guy has that great monologue yeah where he talks about how it's like it's like yeah sh- the farmers are shitty people they do this they hide their stuff it's like, but it's like because of them <laughs> because of us like what we, do, we did to them so it was like it was interesting they had those two sides of it yeah and that's that the, really you know great. that's the brilliance of Tashiro Mifune as well, like that actor, he's like, he was the crazy guy that was sort of yeah. running around. That was a good moment for him. Yeah, and it's that's his character, like he, he just, mm-hmm. he, you know, he flips and you can't quite get a, a, a beat on where this guy's coming from sometimes, and little by little you find out that, yeah. you know, he, yeah, he's not a samurai, obviously, but, you know, he's got a big chip on his shoulder, why is that? And you see why he's so mad at the villagers and why he understands so much about them is because he is of that Breed, yeah. Right? Have you any of you guys seen the the newest version of uh, the Magnificent Seven? Seven? So what was interesting without spoiling anything that was in that that wasn't here, and I'm like, does that make it better or does that just make it more cliche? Was they kind of gave a little bit more backstory to the Seven, uh, in the sense that they were all men in need of redemption. Hmm. So they're all. So the idea was like, you know. They've all done something bad in their past, and this is the kind of thing that's going to cleanse their soul, whether they live or die. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, that's a really great concept. But then it also goes, well, is that just a way to justify it, that it's okay for them to die because they're dying for a good cause? Uh, where in this one, is it better that they're just doing something because it's noble and it's mm-hmm. the right thing to do? Thoughts? Hmm. There is an element of a romanticization in that, the, what you just explained yeah. there, that is absent... Uh, in Seven Samurai, and but it, it sort of creeps in a little bit for Magnificent Seven without giving any spoilers, like the, the 1960s, the real version. Um, just uh, <laughs> that will be next episode. Yeah, the next episode. So and it'll be really, really cool to see the parallels between. Like you're going to say, oh, that's the Tashiro Mifune character, or that's the that's the Asian Morgan Freeman character, <laughs> or that's the young samurai character. Like you're going to see the, these yeah, these yeah, parallels, yeah. which is really neat. But again, they don't do very much of that sort of like, what's Joel Brenner's backstory on this? Why is he so drawn to help these farmers, these Mexican farmers? What's Steve McQueen's story, backstory? They don't do any of that. They just, these are guys, they mention little things here and there that, you know, there's an understanding that these aren't nice men or they weren't nice men. Yeah. And some of them have gone through stuff, but they, they don't delve into that too. Well, that's about, I mean, they don't show flashbacks or anything like that. Oh, okay. It's, it's probably similar to that. It'll be okay. interesting to see. We'll talk about that more after we watch, yeah. watch that tomorrow night. 
Um, it's funny, sometimes I ask about remake, but they've already done one. So it's like, who you would cast, and this and that. Uh. <laughs> so it doesn't really, since they've done like 35,000 remakes of this movie. Um, well, I felt that in here, in Seven Samurai, they didn't, they didn't go, I, I feel like they didn't go too deeply into the motivations of a lot of the samurai to, to help. I mean, maybe some of them, but not a lot of them. Like, I think a lot of them maybe were just jumping on because they just kind of joined the Zeitgeist. Like, <laughs> they did like the, the lead guy and thought, you know, like, okay, let's let's do this, but... I feel like they didn't get too deeply into that. But they all did have their own specific reasons, which I still liked, even though they didn't get too mm-hmm. deep into it. Like, the one guy was his friend from before, so you get that. Yeah. The other guy was, like, literally had no money, right? The guy was shopping wood. Yeah, the first guy, first time that got killed, yeah. right? Like, so he was like, yeah, okay, let's go. I'm, yeah, food? Fed. Sure. Yeah. And then the youngest guy is just in awe of anyone. <laughs> of anyone. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, loved all of them. He's wanted to be around them. But it's so funny, because his character is the first one to, like, run off into the forest and pick flowers and lie down <laughs> in the grass. And, you know, his, and at the end, too, he's the one that's sort of pulled... They, they, he's literally caught between the two sides because he's watching them farm. He's standing there and the other two samurai are like, yeah. you know, what's he's, he going to... Because his heart actually does belong to that side, I think, as much as he loves the samurai. He said, cool. Oh, he's, he's staying in that yeah, village. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like the first guy he kills, he's just like... He he's like steps away from like uh, barfing. Yeah, you know, in that final battle. So, but that's great too. That's what you want. You want, like, yeah. Then not all to be like just fearless warriors. And that's what I like too. With that moment after the guy steals the gun and everything goes to shit, because everything just felt too easy. Too, as you want a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The first few battles, like not, they didn't have a lot of casualties. They're doing awfully well. <laughs> really well. Yeah. And that was a really funny moment. The like. He's just sitting beside him. It actually yeah. reminded me of. Uh, uh, the DiCaprio movie where he's like, um, what is the one where he's in Thailand? The beach. The beach where he like gets exiled and he like goes off into the woods and like sneaks around and then like sneaks into the, mm. the rebels or the like the weed growers, uh, yeah. den and is like, they're all sleeping and he's trying on their stuff. Oh, yeah. and like I, when I was watching that, I was like, Oh, we stole it from this. I'm like, totally stole it from this. Like hundred percent. There's like Denny Boyle throws in a very weird video game montage, which yeah, that's a weird one. I was like some acid must've been done or something. I don't know. Cause that is weird. Yeah. Comes out of nowhere. Other than that, it's like that sequence where <laughs> yeah. he like, yeah, hunts them and all that. So, yeah. I found that like hilarious though. Yeah, and that's what I meant with the comedy as I wasn't expecting like moments like that yeah. in, in, in this film. And I, I don't know why. Right. Um, well, because it's been built up. I mean, Seven Samurai, Akira Kurosawa. Classic. You know, when you think samurai, no serious. Very, yeah, yeah. No yeah. emotion. And then it, but it's filled with so many vibrant characters and like. Like like you said, like a, he's smirking through the whole movie. The the Asian Morgan Freeman, right? Yeah, yeah it's great. And uh, the, his his compatriots, like they've all all these samurais, like the the rotund guys who are just always smiling yeah. and sort of laughing and having a chuckle, right? And you were saying that Kurosawa wrote backstories for every single one in that village. Yeah, for all like hundred background, like just so that they and you give it to them so they knew what the relationship was to other people in the village, and. I think originally the Seven Samurai started as he was going to write, it was going to be the day in the life of a samurai, um, where you, you start with him waking up, getting ready, serving his master, he fucks up, does something terrible, has to go back home and commit suicide to atone for his mistakes. 
And he realized, well, that's not a very good movie. <laughs> so they started <laughs> started this idea uh, where it was this this band of samurai that were getting together, and they they based, I think, quite a few of these from what I read, uh, the samurais in the story on historical historical famous samurais in, in a Japanese history and stuff. And that just sort of gave it a little bit more uh, authenticity as well, you know, just... Um, and, uh, yeah, and so he, again, this was the first time for him, too, that he'd ever... or uh, And for Japanese directors, I guess, uh, if I read correctly, that uh, the first time where he had... They drew out inter intricate sort of detailed character histories for the main characters as well, hmm. you know, which is, you kind of, really? That's the first time that you guys did that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so instead of just going off a script, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. right? Like, here's a script, here's a, memorize your lines, go. Yeah. But they had a huge backstory for all of them so that they all knew going in, you know, so they had a little bit something else. Yeah, because they don't have much on the page. No. That makes sense. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, glad I saw it. It's nice to. Uh, Would you watch it again? Uh, <laughs> you no. pause. No, I don't. I find there's too many movies out there to watch and to watch. To, to I don't know. I don't do a lot of repeat watching. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Um, like Patrick said, I I think uh, it's definitely worth a watch the first time. I don't know if I'd watch it, like, all again, like, start to finish, but there's definitely some scenes that I want to, like... Revisit. Yeah, revisit. I think I'd watch it again with my kid when... when actually, he could watch it now. He would probably mm -hmm. enjoy it. Um, he, I don't know, he'd probably be able to keep up with subtitles well enough. Hmm. Um, so that's probably the, the guy under which I would We should have had it. the dubbing on. <laughs> oh! Can you imagine watching that Whoa. movie with English dubbing? <laughs> I don't know this version has it. <laughs> I know. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the worst. And how many times have you seen it? Uh, this would be my third time. <laughs> third time. I've seen it. When did you first see it? God, when did I first see it? It was a really shitty DVD version of it. Or was it VHS? Was it VHS? Because the next time I saw it was the Criterion DVD. Yeah. Right? And then I bought the, uh, the Blu-ray. Mm -hmm. version of it. So yeah, it must have been VHS. So that must have been... A double VHS? Yeah. I think it was when I was working at Blockbuster Video. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I was working at Blockbuster Video and it was like, you got 10 free rentals a week. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, oh, yeah, Seven Samurai. <laughs> and I, I'd seen Magnificent Seven first. Hmm. That was the thing. I grew up watching Magnificent Seven because I love Steve McQueen. I think he was fucking awesome. Uh, Charles Bronson's in the movie, Yul Brenner, oh, right. Robert Vaughn, um, James Coburn, uh, and so you're like, yeah, and Eli Wallach is the fucking bad guy. It's like, come on, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I watched it, um, and uh, yeah, so then to hear that, oh, it's, it, it was based on Seven Samurai, and I should really see it. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Well, especially if you loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so it was really, really neat watching the, the sort of the, the source material for a movie mm -hmm. that you love. You know, it's like uh, watching Hidden Fortress after you've seen Star Wars, right? Another Kurosawa film. And yeah, you yeah, see yeah. where Lucas pulled his, <laughs> some of his, you know, the influences and little characters that he liked from there and, and used them in, in Star Wars. That's kind of neat. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. 
Because that leads us into our next episode, which will be The Magnificent Seven. Yeah, well, I love this concept, the idea of watching the two classics that are... Yeah, yeah I'm going to do a, I'm gonna try to do a couple series like this where we mm-hmm. do like yeah. either a remake and an original or... Yeah. Well, I have mm-hmm. another suggestion then. It would be um, the movie... Uh, fuck. Infernal Affairs and The Departed. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I've seen both. Yeah. And the, I fucking love The Departed. So Departed. That's, that's, that's the I thing. I've not seen it for a long And break. that's the thing you got to watch. It, but you because they to, both stand on their own. But you almost cool. need to watch more than... Because there's three Infernal Affairs. You only need to watch the first yeah, Infernal Affairs. Right. Hmm. That's it. I would be game for that, yeah. for sure. Okay. Are, are they... Is it kind of a direct, fairly direct remake, or...? It's close. It's yeah, really, it's really, really close. close. Like, the, the idea of it... I mean, it's not... There's certain elements in The Departed that aren't used in... In uh, Infernal Affairs, but like, but there's direct scenes that yeah. are lifted right out, like, like the movie the theater cast. sequence. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's great. All right. So, well, thanks for coming, guys. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks for having us. Everyone will be back except for Peter's not back from Magnificent Seven. Faster. No, no, that's okay. We'll get you back <laughs> on another one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank right. you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Thanks for joining us for Seven Samurai, and tune in next week as we do the original The Magnificent Seven. If you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word about it. You can find me on Twitter at Lalon Jeremy and on Facebook for Black Hole Films. Feel free to suggest any films you think we should cover and ask any questions you want us to ask about films. And until next time, go check out something you've never seen. Bye. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.